0: empathy requires expression you know yeah it's not just about helping people that are breaking down it's about stepping into this role of understanding everything around you by listening and observing first right and then you cannot connect with people without finding a way to express yourself like with like matched with the observation and the listening and people don't see that side of empathy they don't see that sign of you know what the word really means to what the action really means to the word and that's like that's where i'm at right now is like if you're an empath it's not just about f- like feeling energy it's about driving that energy to a purpose yes. right and a purpose that's difficult right? Like when it people is. are crying or when people are frustrated or when people are, you know, doing the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, right? are like, fired up like,
0: or whatever. Yeah, Right. Like if, if, if you're in a relationship and this person is abusing you, have the empathy to understand why are they abusing you and then hold them, hold them fucking accountable. Yeah. Right? Like that That it goes without saying, but like understand why not for them. It has nothing to do with them. It's for you so you can find forgiveness within yourself and say, it is not my fault that they are abusing me. They have a context that, one, I either don't know or do know, and that, that is on them, right? And then empathy becomes a useful tool for yourself, and then you have to match it with the accountability to say, I do not deserve this, and I'm going to get out.
1: Hey everyone, Marty here. Hope you are well. Welcome to The Good Vibes Show. Uh, really happy to be here and super happy to uh, find, uh, to reconnect with uh, an old friend, Dylan Sesler, um, who is currently in Green Bay, actually, Wisconsin. Yep. Well, How good. you doing? Good to be
0: back. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm busy. I'm very busy. Uh, just... I think at this point with, with everything that I'm doing now, I don't feel like I stop to do anything other than just be busy. So it's, it's always interesting when people ask me how I'm doing. It's, it's usually the answer at this point.
1: Busy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I know that you're gaining a lot of, um, followers on TikTok since yeah. the last time we spoke, I don't remember how many you had last time, I, but I know you just surpassed the 30,000 mark.
0: Yep. Yep. People, and it's funny, people keep asking me that question of, or like kind of bringing that up of like, oh man, I don't know. I don't remember what you were at last time, but it's like because it's just going so fast at this point. Like, I started this, I started TikTok in January and then did like four or five videos. And I was like, eh, this is kind of, you know, this isn't working that well. because like I got yeah. like 12 views overall between all four of <laughs> five of them. Um, And then went to, you know, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, did uh, all the other platforms that I could and kind of like started focusing on that until about April. And then I watched Gary V video and he was like, TikTok. And he just kept saying TikTok. And I'm like, fine, I'll do TikTok again. Um, And lo and behold, Gary Vaynerchuk, Oh man, if you don't follow Gary Vaynerchuk, like- I don't. Very, very interesting, man. I really recommend How him. do
1: you spell his last name?
0: Just look up Gary V-E-E. Okay. You'll find him.
1: Like pretty much anywhere He's, on all platforms?
0: Anywhere. Yeah, okay. he, he is who, he is really who kind of informed my, like my strategy. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, but But yeah, I mean, it was like April and I was like, okay. I'm going to concerted effort, TikTok. This is it. Nothing else. Maybe Instagram. That was about it. Right. Eighty yep. percent of my time was on TikTok, twenty percent, twenty to thirty percent was on Instagram. And I doubled down, right? Like I made videos, I got nothing for reviews, like forty views, right? Um, just continued, continued, and then all of a sudden one video, I can't even remember what it was at this point, but it was a real short video. Um Thirty thousand in two days, thirty thousand views in two days. I'm like, holy cow! Like this can work. I've done it, right? Like you did. The, am, yeah, you did the whole. Um... I am viral, you know. Like, <laughs> realistically, like thirty thousand is nothing at this point. Like, <laughs> so, I continued, and what I would do is like I would consume a little bit of TikTok. I'd watch the people that were doing well. Um, And at that point, when you first start, you kind of see everyone until it kind of the algorithm pushes you down your, you know, what you want to see. Right. Um, And then I would kind of recreate things in my own way with my own story, because at that point I was like, I need to be open because that's what helped me the most in in my ability to overcome. So I, I started making more TikToks. Um, short ones, long ones did matter, but I started recreating different content that I saw that was doing well with my own story. Um, and lo and behold, like I, like my first like real viral video, I think like 200,000 plus, um, was, was me literally just sitting on screen pointing at like, um, like with the music pointing at different things that I was, you know, I am, I'm like, I'm a veteran, I'm married um i'm a firearms instructor i'm a suicide survivor and a mental health advocate and that video no kidding went to like 100,000 in like a week we <laughs> <and a half. laughs> <Yep. laughs> yeah it, it was that one there Yep. it was like 12 second video with a little bit of <laughs> a cool sound it was a trending sound at the time yep um and at this point i know for a fact it's 230,000 views um like 20 some thousand likes ton of comments right i can't even can't keep up kind of Mm -hmm. thing yeah um and that was really where it started right like Mm -hmm. that video was like people started to realize who i was trying to show them um and from that point on i would make you know you know we've, we've kind of talked you know strategy a little bit i would make the the videos that would pull people in and i would make the the long-form content that would help people kind of understand help me my perspective Yeah. um and at this point it is just it feels like clockwork like i make a video real quick um i can make You know, it's the process is a lot faster now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have, I have so many ideas. Like I literally on my phone, I just have a notepad of just ideas, ideas, ideas. Like I could go on for like a couple minutes, just scrolling through the ideas. And that's just like, from the beginning, I was like, this is how I got ideas about my book. I was like, I typed them into my notepad and then put them on paper. Right. So how it's not going to change. Like like that process is going to work for whatever I do, so I use it for TikTok, and man, it it is working for TikTok. So, you know, last yeah, it's, Sunday, it's working I, awesome. I, yeah, I mean, I surpassed past thirty thousand on Sunday, I just past thirty-one thousand followers, and like, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Like, they are not just followers to me; they are like a community to me. You can you know, feel like,
1: that it's organic. Yeah, because like
0: it's, the, not, it's not tiny
1: bots like you were saying earlier. It's not bots, you right?
0: Know. Right. Like there might be out, some,
1: but most of it is sure. organic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I put out I put out a little piece of content, you know, like a like a forty five second video explaining something about me. Um, and yeah, like it's not going to go viral or anything, but like I get a hundred comments on that because it it resonates within people. Whereas you look at other. You know, other people that are, you know, pushing out up to about thirty thousand people, similar to my to my content, they're not getting a hundred comments because yeah. they're not resonating with people like I am. Yeah. Um, and I like I'm not comparing myself to anyone, but like I'm I'm showing like my community is incredibly powerful. Like they they talk they they talk to each other like they talk about yes. me, you know, like yeah they they push me out to other people um i am pretty much becoming like their guy to give to people when they're struggling yeah so i'm like my, my name is commented on a lot of like videos that people are are kind of struggling with, and and like i'm not mad about it it's not a bad problem to have for me i love i love helping people and it's just it's so beautiful for me to see
1: it also i think probably would I don't know about you, but I assume it'd probably be something that would keep somebody accountable for themselves too, like, and keep them dialed in, you know, I don't yeah, know if it, I, I assume, you know, from, from our conversation, that's exactly what it does for you there. But, uh, I don't want to talk for,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a powerful platform for me. Like I, I wanted to step onto TikTok and, and show people it was okay to express themselves and, like that's what I do and what I realized is that as I'm expressing myself like I have to hold myself accountable to to who I actually am um, and not step outside my bounds of like like I don't have like I don't have eating disorders so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I know what that that is right Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna talk about being an expert on that Yep. I know what suicidal ideation is i know what P- I know ptsd pretty damn well you know like i know i know domestic violence i know bullying like i know that stuff mm-hmm. and i talk about that stuff and then i talk about empathy i talk about love i talk about kindness i talk about like that kind of stuff and figuring force, it out
1: figuring really it like, out out of you know uh there's always something that comes out of experience right
0: right and i and with that empathy like i've 100 percent pull empathy into like the, like I try and put it into the spotlight. And that pulls people from things that I have never seen before. Like I've never faced, like like I get a ton of people that have been through sexual trauma or, or severe domestic violence pulling onto my page because like for the first time, they're actually seeing someone like valuing who they are. Um, and, and not telling them that they're worthless or they're a burden or like to, to shut up, right? Like for the first time, like on a comment, when they leave something like, wow, this, this really resonated with me or something like that, they'll leave a comment and I'll respond to them with like, you're an incredible person, right? They'll say like, you're amazing. And I'll be like, no, you're amazing. You know, like, and, and that's just me being me. Like I am, I like, I love people that that love me like that yeah. that's awesome that's the
1: same way i know, I know how, exactly how you feel
0: and and it just i like i've stumbled upon this ability to create love out of just simply giving people the opportunity to speak it's good right? vibes man yeah it's good vibes right it's it's beautiful <laughs> and uh it is it is good vibes and and when people like people comment, and this is this is one thing I need to do more of because I actually really love them. Um, like I do a question, like a video question and answer. Yes. Uh, video. Like I put. That I love the like.
1: I love doing those and I don't do them enough personally.
0: I know. It's well because it's hard because then I'll get like 70 comments and I'll have to make 70 videos. (laughs) Like, I feel
1: yeah, you feel accountable for everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it gets a little bit harder every like thousand people that I get.
1: (laughs) See, I (laughs) could do it at 3,000, I could do it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, but it's I mean, again, it's not a bad problem to have, but like when I make those videos, like I am directly speaking to that person. Yeah. And and like I'm not going to tell them. You know anything outside my expertise? Like if I don't know, I say I don't know. But here's what I would recommend—that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the response to that is like I get all the time. Like people with big followings never, never talk to me, right? And I literally, I if you DM me, I respond to you, right? Like DMs are my priority, and then comments. Yeah. So I check all my DMs. I respond to all my DMs. Mm-hmm. um and then you know if you say hi to me in the dms i'm going to say hi back like I, I can't i can't afford the time to really go in depth unless you go in depth yeah exactly um, and then like i respond to all the comments with at least like parting them or if it's if it's a deeper question i respond to it and yeah. if it's a really big question that i see a lot of like I'll leave a video response so that other people can, can benefit from it. Yep. Yep. And all that is, is very community building and I love it. I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing to, to it is, see. The,
1: it is really awesome to see, uh, the growth of your channel. And, and I know that the people that enjoy your stuff are exactly the same people who have been tuning into this show it's it's empaths it's people who really care about the future of humanity and the good of humanity now and also in the future and to just be better we can all be better if we help each other out Mm -hmm. Um, this you know that's what that's what your channel is all about really it's it's the feeling that you have when you're there you feel that you belong you feel like you say you're you're you feel engaged and that's the good way to do it because especially now that I know, and I knew right from the start, but especially the people know this is that it's genuine, you know, like that's straight from the heart, from the core, you know, so it's really, really
0: cool. I feel there's there's like, it's not too much. I don't ever allow it to become too much, but I feel a genuine sense of guilt when I don't respond to everything, right? and 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 i know how to like like i think guilt is healthy in very small doses yeah so i kind of input that guilt of like do it dylan you know yeah. if you're gonna respond to that comment right like even if it's a comment like uh i don't want to respond to that. right 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 you right, know, right, like, right, right. Yeah. like this person like i had this yesterday um like this person clearly doesn't understand the message like how do I say this and I made a video out of it and I got a lot of response this morning um and it's it's that kind of stuff that I'm like I have to think creatively um and and keep my you know keep my genuine want to to respond to people like going and it's it's I use a a very small amount of guilt I do not guilt trip myself to do it it's just like you know you're gonna feel bad for for not giving this person an answer, yeah, right. If it if it's to the point where like I am dog tired, I am t- like yeah. I am done, yeah. I am beat, I am not gonna do it because I'm not gonna break myself, you know, to help people. Right, you still have to keep I'm, your your balance. Right, because I am worthless if if I break myself if you're not for in yeah. people that are that are broken. Like then 100%. it becomes. I'm given the wrong information because I'm feeling bad, right? Like, I don't want to do that. So it's always about maintaining myself first and then helping others yes. with the energy that I have. 100%.
1: So you know what? It's it's funny on, uh, on again, I'll say that again, with 3,000 and earlier, that's what I said, I think you might, might've misunderstood when I, you might've thought that I said uh, at 30,000, I would do it. I can still do it at 3,000, but I can't do it at 30,000 as as good as I'm doing it now. However, at 3,000, that's exactly how I feel about my followers and about every one of my messages and comments. It's so funny how I share exactly the same kind of motto as you do, you know, that responsibility of, of wanting to, and just have enough guilt. Like you said, ex- you couldn't have explained it better and clearer for me. <laughs> You know, it resonates for sure. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, though. It's cool to see, really. And and throughout your whole talking, I thought of like six questions, and now I forgot them all. That's okay.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that, right? Yeah, we'll get um, back to those. I I had a comment because I like this is something that I'm seeing more of, and oh. I think like I'm as I'm building, I'm seeing a lot more of. Yeah, people that tend to come to me are are one like. People that have been hurt a lot, right? Or it's people just like me and you, like empaths, right? right. Um, people that help people. Yep. Um, and I think I'm kind of on this 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 path of like really helping the people that help people. Um, and and you know, in our discussion, we've talked about oh community, um, and that's that's where I want to go. It's like there's there's so many people out there that that have this empathetic energy. And if you watched my podcast with you last time oh, yeah. and me talking about my story and like where I, you know, where I found that ability was with with my father and losing my father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um that that has really brought me to this understanding that there are so many more empaths than we really understand yeah like talking to people and and seeing that they have that feeling when when something's going wrong it's like we need to connect to that to that moment with them and help them grow that understanding like empathy and i was talking to a friend of mine um he's like nobody uses empathy like you do like nobody talks about empathy like you do that's a problem right like
1: it's a damn problem man and oh my god like i'm like yeah yeah man
0: 100%. i mean that's it, we'll look at we look at the society that we live in today and it's simple right like it lacks empathy right like like that could be a bullet comment on on the the review of 2020 lacks empathy right percent and then you can look at 2019 and be like lacks empathy right like police lack we, empathy we should do
1: lack- we should do a tick tock together <laughs> about that <laughs> about like it's, you know major events since like
0: 2001 right <laughs> lacking <Lacks> empathy <laughs> right like man it I mean, it's, it's crazy it it's it just bad. doesn't need it doesn't need to happen like that right like
1: and it's like you say though it's like you and i often say this i always say with the good vibes show the the mission is to find the good vibes pockets The pockets Mm -hmm. of good vibes. And by good vibes I mean exactly that. Empaths, people that care about humanity and the the out the general outcome of honesty, brutality, dialogue and truth. Like what's wrong with that? Or or actually add respect to that. You know for 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 Christ's sakes, like we're going (laughs) too far with everything and we're forgetting about empathy.
0: Yeah. We're worried about
1: how many pluses we're gonna put at lgbtq look i love you yeah
0: that's it simple that's it right you're you're part
1: part of society and and we're gonna make it work we're gonna listen and we're gonna respect
0: yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's it's too far it, it and it's crazy like what what we're all struggling with is, is something that I talk about a lot. And it's this, it's this idea like we see empathy as only one dimensional. And this idea that when like between, if it's between you and me, like if you're crying and falling apart, like I show empathy to you then. Right? right. And that's that's this idea that we get, like you have to walk a mile in that person's shoes like they're crying and i have to get to understand how they're crying by walking in their shoes right like this is this is the the idea of empathy that we're fed right right because that's all people know right but at that point it's pretty much too late (laughs) right i I mean mean, it's not too late but you know what
1: i mean like it's it's way too late
0: there's so many more dimensions to it right when you're angry i can be empathetic But what people like to respond with anger with is anger, right? Or frustration or, or misunderstanding. So like I, I tell people all the time, like if you're yelling at me, I usually take a step back and I'm like, why are you yelling at me? I don't get, I don't elevate myself. I understand what you're going through. I, I like, I search and I observe and I listen and I focus on what is going on behind the scenes, behind the context that I don't know about what is what is it that you're facing and that's the empathetic process if you want to be empathetic it's not just about helping people that are breaking down it's about stepping into this role of understanding everything around you by listening and observing first right and then you cannot connect with people without finding a way to express yourself like with like matched with the observation and the listening and people don't see that side of empathy they don't see that sign of you know what the word really means to what the action really means to the word and that's like that's where i'm at right now is like if you're an empath it's not just about f- like feeling energy it's about driving that energy to a purpose yes. right and a purpose that's difficult right? Like when it people is. are crying or when people are frustrated or when people are, you know, doing the wrong thing.
1: Yeah. Right? You're like,
0: fired up like, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like if, if, if you're in a relationship and this person is abusing you, have the empathy to understand why are they abusing you and then hold them, hold them fucking accountable. Right? Yeah. Like that, that it goes without saying, but like understand why not for them. Right, and it has you. nothing to do with them. It's for you, so you can find forgiveness within yourself and say it is not my fault that they are abusing me. They have a context that one I either don't know or do know, and that that is on them, right? And then empathy becomes a useful tool for yourself, and then you have to match it with the accountability to say, I do not deserve this, and I'm going to get out. And that like that this idea of saying, like, I'm empathetic, but then you don't follow up the actions with understanding, like, so many people DM me or comment, like, I don't understand, I don't get it, right? Like, it's it's simple um, when, like, they don't try to understand realistically. They don't have the ability to step outside their little box that they have and step into a world of possibility of having 8 billion people with different perspectives. And that's, that's where I come in because I'm exceptionally good at that about stepping outside of my box and looking at your box and looking at other people's boxes and being like, let me get this straight. This is what's happening to you. And people are like, man, you're a wizard. And I'm like, no, I listen, I watch you, right? Like I catch up to people that talk so much that they're like way ahead of everyone else. And they're like, for the first time in my life, Dylan, you're the first person that really gets me. I'm like, I just listen, man. <laughs> like, I just pay attention. Other people don't have time to listen to you talk so much. Right? right. So it's, a, it's just this idea that, that you you face down what is actually happening in front of you through understanding, through listening, through observing, through simple skills that we have and feeling what, what other people are feeling. I think energy is actually useful. Does empathy develop
1: itself? Is that something you think that is I think so. Or developable?
0: <laughs> oh, so yes, but it's through perspective, right? Like it's it's putting yourself in a new experience yeah, and then continuing to put yourself in new experiences, right? And then at some point, like you get to this point where where I am, where I have faced a lot of different experiences and it becomes really simple to click in like, oh, this is typically what people are feeling, but let's confirm, right? Like I never just walk into like- Yeah, you're this, you're I... that, you're this, and see you later. <laughs> and, and a lot of people do that. Like I yeah. used to do that. Where I would I would uh, I would walk into a situation I'd be like oh you feel like you want to commit suicide this is probably why this is why this is why and then they'd be like no man that's not why and I'm like Oh shit I'm wrong right and like I had to learn I had to learn to just sit back and be like I'm not the smartest person in this conversation right because I'm never the smartest person in this conversation because maybe Marty, that,
1: do you think maybe he, that more ego driven that reaction oh yeah absolutely
0: in the beginning it was yeah right? that's
1: what i mean yeah right like and because you like, think you can yeah you know but you th- you you're so confident that you you right? pronounce yourself a bit too early before learning a bit
0: like 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 you and me right now like I don't know half the shit that's going on in your life even though you've told me a lot. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like realistically, like no, no, yeah. I can't I can't diagnose you or help you with with a lot of things because there's so much context that you haven't told me. Yes. And I walk into every conversation thinking that right. there's so much context that I need to learn and I just ask questions. I listen I observe, I watch you, right? Like I watch and I pay attention to the actions you take, yeah. what words you use to describe yourself, especially, yeah. like I key in on that stuff. Like you you talk about yourself and I'm like, I love this guy. You know, like this guy, this guy has a direction. He's got a path. Yeah. And every once in a while you throw out a word and you're like, <laughs> mm, why did you use that word? Right. Like, and yeah. that's like, that's that process that I use as yeah. an empath and, yeah. and someone that that helps people is I key in on why do you use that word? What does it mean to you? And I ask questions like, what does that word mean to you? Like, how do you define, like, sometimes I'll ask, how do you define empathy? How do you define love? Hmm. Right. Like, these simple words that we use every day, but realistically, some people have no idea what love I know. means. I know. So, like,
1: I can't, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's overused sometimes. Well,
0: it's, it's underdefined.
1: (laughs) Underdefined. (laughs) Oh yes. It's underdefined.
0: I like that. Like people feel like they have this idea, right? Like, and, and realistically, like I, and, and I've, the people I work with, I ask them this question sometimes. I'm like, how do you define love? And they're like, well, uh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they have no clue and they're like well you know it's 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 this or it's this uh you know like it's just confusion it is
1: though it never is never
0: face that question yeah and then these people are trying to get it. might be different for everyone
1: for everyone has a different opinion or uh view on what love is i guess maybe
0: yeah and and but that's the important part of it, is like say, like, you saying that is incredibly important because everyone should have a solid concrete view of what love is, regardless of whether it's different or not. Right. They should have one. Yes. But from from what I deal with, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, it's not a concrete idea. They don't understand so, it, yeah. They don't. So like the human brain works in a very simple way. When you have concrete principles, it makes decisions incredibly easy and fast, right? A lion is a threat. Boom. Stay away. Right? It's pretty simple. Yes. Right. Like when when we realize like fire is hot, it's pretty simple what we're gonna choose to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people play with it because they're like, it's it's hot, but I can get over it, right? Like I can heal from it. So like that that picture of what is actually a threat. And what is actually right and wrong is moldable. It's, you know, there's got a lot of gray areas, but for some people, as long as it's concrete, the decisions can be made quickly, like very quickly. And Hmm. that's what I've done with with overcoming, right? I know for a fact that tragedy is gonna happen in my life. It already has, for one, and it will continue to happen. Bad things are going to continue to happen, probably more than good things. Right. And that is natural because life and death, right? Like people are going to get hurt. People are going to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things are going to happen. Like I'm going to lose a job. I'm going to lose. I might lose followers on TikTok. Like TikTok might get banned. Like all of this bad stuff can happen. And if I sit here and, and weep the loss of all of these things, I am wasting so much time. So what I do is I, I, I make a concrete platform for me to overcome things in a in a very quick manner, in which like if TikTok is banned, move on. Right? Like it's a simple choice. Like I can't change the outcome of TikTok getting banned. Right. I can sign it, I can sign a petition or I can sign something that's like, don't do it. And outside of that, it gets banned. Why waste the energy being upset when I could put the energy into creating a new platform on Instagram Reels when it comes out in a month or you know, Likey or you know, anything else that comes out because something is going to replace TikTok. There's always gonna be right? something, yeah. Exactly. There's always gonna be something new. Right. So like I look for the solutions rather than focus on the problem. Yeah. Right. There's there's no point. Like this is a chapter in my book. You know, there's there's no point in wasting this time. And it's all about building that concrete platform to jump with decisions. Like it's either a yes or a no. Like, am I like, am I going to think about suicide today? No, fuck no, right? Like it's it's an absolute, right? Like, yeah. for it, and it's something I built early on. Like, I will not drink alcohol. I will not do tobacco. I will not do drugs, and I will not commit suicide. All four of those were incredibly concrete. The last one was, you know, there was some gray in there because of the experiences that I had. Yeah. And it was very, it was very simple for me to say no to tobacco, no to alcohol, no to drugs, because I had, I built such a strong like picture of what those things would do to me. If Mm -hmm. I started them that I was like, I don't, want that. I right. never want that. I'm never going to be that. And I saw what they did to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Like personally, I saw that experience. So I had a I had a leg up on a lot of people because I knew how to build that platform. Um and that's that's kind of where like some of my recent content so, kind of so what was that what
1: made the fourth one stand out? Suicide. Out, out of the three others, because the three others brought you pain as well.
0: Because I questioned it. Right? Pardon? I questioned it, right? So when when I stepped into these four principles, yep. suicide was the last one. The experience that I had, right, with my dad, like yep, my dad killed himself. Well, yeah, let's do
1: just a quick recap. Like your father sure. committed suicide when you were six.
0: Yeah, so my, my dad committed suicide when I was six the moment that really happened it was a like um i wasn't there when he killed himself but i was there for when he left our our house and he lied to us right like he he flat out was like i am not like i'm coming home tomorrow i love you and i'm like i'm listening to you and i'm hearing something completely different i'm seeing something completely different you like you were six and I knew it like i like that bad feeling like I know people out there have had it that bad feeling came over me I'm like don't leave and I was yelling don't leave and I was crying I and was, I, was, I was blubbering like I was just like do not leave and you know he's six foot eight he picks me up puts me down leaves and I it's like this cliche exit of my life six I've foot watched. eight yeah he's huge I'm six foot four I didn't quite get that extra four inches but um it was this exit of like, I watched him walk out the screen door, you know, and I stood out, you know, on the, at the window, watching him turn the corner and walk out of my life. And I knew, right. And I was crying. I was still falling apart. Um, the next morning I found out that he, you know, he committed suicide and he was gone. Um, and that guilt and that regret and the shame that that was brought upon me by myself brought me to this, this idea that i needed to make these principles um and what made that fourth one the least concrete was that that experience had just literally shook me to the core of like the guilt and the regret and the shame began to transform and question that fourth principle throughout my life but it wasn't done like when i when i built that principle i was like firm never gonna kill myself But then I thought about my dad's suicide every single day over and over and over. And this is what we do to ourselves. We do it over and over and over and over again for 12 years, for 20 years. For me, it was 19 years before, you know, and there was multiple times where I'm like, I have a gun in my hand. I thought about it for a number of, there was a number of different times. I had a knife in my hand on other occasions. But it was it was like, nope, I guess it's just not today. But then one day, nineteen years after that happened, right, Then I chose suicide. Then I was like, I fell to my lowest point and I had to I had to muster the strength to look at that foundation and say, I remember what suicide cost my family. I remember what it was like for me. I remember what it was like for my mom, my sister, for everyone around me. I know this is not the right answer. And I took a step back, right? Like I I took a step back off that ledge and I had to evaluate what I was really looking at with that foundation. And what I was doing with myself was, I was literally building this box around questioning this principle. And what I should have been doing was expressing myself and being honest with myself and opening up about the fact that I was not understanding how to actually implement this principle, right? I needed to talk to people, right? Like you, Marty, like I needed to talk to people like you that would say to me when I'm being illogical, Mm -hmm. right? In a good state of mind where I'm saying like, this is what I felt, I felt guilt and I felt shame and I felt regret. And then Mm -hmm. you would be like, guilt and shame and regret are poison. You need to stop focusing on them. Yep. And then I'd be like, okay, that's a new question. How do I stop focusing on them? And then like and then I talk to somebody else about it. Right. Like I, I like I talked to my ther- therapist about it. And like, hey, yep. this might be a way to to stop focusing on the guilt, shame, regret, right? Like transform what, what it meant. Like and it's this process over a long period of time perpetuity, mm-hmm. talking about the the you know. The situation, the experience, the trauma, whatever it is. Excuse me again. And then simply, like, beginning this process of transforming how you view the the process, right? How you view the questioning, how you view the principle itself, right? Like all of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Can I? Can I ask you? Yeah. Well, actually, well, I don't want to cut you off if you were heading towards a. Oh, I. I we can go. We can take this anywhere. Okay. Can I ask you what led you to the point of not drinking? What led you to the point of not smoking? What led you to the point of not doing drugs? And what led you to the point of suicide? So just to question. just to it's clarify. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Clarify really that question.
0: So and yeah, this is this is stuff that I haven't really pushed into in terms of like putting out there. And that's okay. Um, we
1: can always do a third episode <laughs>
0: oh no this is this is good i like where this is going um so what what brought me to one not let's we'll start with the first three so not drinking not no alcohol Yeah. Um, no tobacco no drugs what brought me to those and being so strong because i've never touched any of them the only drugs that i've had and this is the only thing i can say is for knee surgery and right i mean like if you've ever had knee surgery you already know how painful that is yeah you
1: told me all about um, that too yeah it was like you stopped right? after like three days or something
0: yeah two three days and and this is this is three different surgeries i'm like all of them were like i think the last one i stopped after one day and i was like i'm gonna be honest with you i'm, I'm fine the pain is good <laughs> like, i feel something that's great um that means I'm still alive, you know, like it's like, it's like covid nineteen if you if you're if you taste if you can't taste anything, you still have it. <laughs> yeah. so so for me, what that really brought me um, where that strength, I should say, really came from was the the newness of it, right? Like my dad killed himself and and over the next two or three years. This is kind of a new thing that i'm learning is that my mom released some of that information over the next two or three years and and i started learning like this like my father was an alcoholic it ruined my life that's what it, what it was right like my my father you know um you know kind of ventured into cocaine that's what ruined my life like i was still in this anger phase okay and then it was like these these drugs and this like i remember watching him smoke right like like i don't i can't picture the specific memories but i remember him smoking a lot and in some of his pictures that's what i saw um so it was these three things that i was just like angry at right and at a young age that just built it up right like doing that now doing that now i can't really i can't really speak to being like hey this is how you do this is how you get away from alcohol or tobacco or, or, or drugs i can't really speak on that what i can say is that the recognition of of how it impacts others has a huge impact on how you choose to handle it right like if you have Oof. no empathy like you don't give a fuck about anyone else right right but if you have a lot of empathy and you yeah. see how it impacts people you really see right right? like if you take if you take this this, the step to shut the hell up and listen to how this is impacting people yeah and listen to that like it hurts right like it really deeply hurts to hear how you and your drug addiction or your alcohol addiction or your tobacco addiction are hurting people right and and to hear that stuff and apply it is like You know, it starts there, but then you need to transform it into how it is hurting you, right? Because it like, initially, I think one of the most powerful, the most powerful forms of motivation is other people. But the, like the real most powerful motivation is within yourself. Like doing things for yourself and really recognizing self-love that is power and you can kickstart that by having other people tell you what's going on and what's wrong but realistically you are the only person in your life that yep. will be there 100% of the time i've said this so many times before and it is your choice to make your life your own and that is what like that is what really built those those principles within me and it was like it was this idea that i am not going to become my father and i repeated that to myself throughout my childhood even while i was getting beaten you know like like i was domestically abused for disciplined is what is what he called it um, you know i was not going to become my father i also started saying i am not going to become this man and i have never hit my like my son i've never hit him and i will never hit him right like i don't i don't care if he hits me i will never hit him mm-hmm. like i will not do it because i know what it did to me yeah it taught me spite and it taught me hate and so I don't, I don't...
1: why why do some people turn into what they were just because they don't process it maybe they don't they don't fully process it enough or understand it like you know what i mean like some people like yeah. rephrase the initial question why do some people? turn out the way that they were
0: treated the you know and this this is a deep question right like because i could give this answer and it wouldn't apply to
1: yeah percent
0: of the population right um the i think it's it's this idea that we grow up and we have these experiences, right? And we have them within these environments, right? Like experiences are one thing. It's like this discussion between you and me, like we like we might say something between each other that we'll remember for 25 years. Yeah, 100%. Right? But, but then there's also this idea of environments, right? We might also have the same conversation and you because of how you're thinking are gonna recognize it in one way and because of everything that I've been through and everything I'm thinking about in this cognitive space, this cognitive environment of our brain, I'm going to take it in a completely different direction. It's like miscommunications, right? Like I say something and you get upset, but I feel like I'm the one that was in the right for saying it, right? Like, and we take it and we split, right? we go two different directions. Right. It's this idea that those stack on top of each other. So no person is ever the same, right? Like you grew up in Canada, I grew up in Wisconsin. And-, and Which is
1: very similar.
0: <laughs> right. In many ways. But then, <laughs> but then there's differences within that. And then there's of different, course. like we, we could both grow up in Wisconsin and because we are in different towns, we have completely different experiences.
1: Upbringings, like, yep.
0: yeah. Like Milwaukee versus, you know, um, I don't know, like, opaca which is in the middle of nowhere yeah you know like those those two are very different where it really comes down to it it's not so much physical like town or anything like that it's the space within how we grow right like i really think it's the cognitive space within ourselves and how that's informed right so suicide
1: i think Not if the, the the all excuse me but i, I think ahead. if the instinct of empathy is installed in you i think that might have something to do with the way that you turn out as well
0: i think you're right if
1: that makes any sense because you feel so you know what you felt you don't want right. to anybody to feel what they what you felt right. so you in the process of forgiving and understanding everything that happened also had to understand what your father was going through because you're an empath yeah and in turn would not want to turn it on somebody else because you know what you went through so it all has to do or, or there's a there's a direct line with empathy there
0: and i and i would agree with you but then i would also argue against you right like this is this is where it becomes interesting because there are people that do get taught empathy But then they also get taught that like things like violence can actually teach true right so that's true and then and then it becomes this idea of not just violence but also elevation of like of internal biological like you know like yeah power but but simply anger Mm. right like losing control right you know that's an option. That happens. So then the cognitive space of seeing your own anger then becomes a burden on who you are. and it, and it continues to inform your your cognition and how you think. yeah, right? So it's like it's like me thinking like, I will not drink alcohol a thousand times a day for twenty years, probably not going to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, like, if one day I get forced to drink alcohol, you know, because I'm hazed or something like that in college. And then, you know, like I just feel bad about myself. And I kind of like there was a little bit of something in there. And again, someone's like, you know, man, why don't you come get a drink with me? And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I already failed, you know? And, and, and that idea of failing just once becomes burdensome enough in this cognitive space, right? That there's there's no one there to stop you. Right? there's no one there to hold you accountable and you don't you aren't taught how to hold yourself accountable hmm. like and i think there's, shit. right like this is this is perspective on another level yeah right like but but this happens to an infinite scale from an infinite number of experiences in an infinite number of environments mm-hmm. right yeah. not just physical but cognitive and how we stack our different experiences yes right like I stack, you know, suicide, parent, parental suicide, growing up without a father, domestic violence, bullying, you know, like all of these things. And I continue to stack them and that informs that stack of what I've been through informs who I am. Right? Yep. And, and what people tend to pull out of that is like, my dad left me and it becomes like the face of the stack. Right. And that traumatic experience, especially trauma, tends to inform all of the decisions. Right. You know, like, like, like consider like sexual trauma, like sexual trauma becomes like this face of worthlessness because you've been violated. Yeah. Right. And then, and then stack on that. Like people don't listen to it. Right. People don't believe you believe it. Right? Like, and then your worth, like your worth and your self-worth is just decimated. And that becomes the face of every single stack on top of every stack. And then new experiences become, I am worthless. This is why I was beaten by my next boyfriend. And it, and it like, it becomes the face of the next, you know, and you, and it, like, it's the repetition of the same thing over and over and over and over again when realistically what what i do right like i'm a life coach what i do is i go back to that moment and we cognitively and logically go through it and i i show you like you did not deserve to be raped you did not deserve to be you know abandoned by your father you did not deserve to be beaten by your your parents you did not deserve to be you know to have your brother murdered like you didn't deserve any of this stuff Right? You're you were a kid. How the hell are you supposed to know that that stuff was wrong? and that you like it's yeah. it's that kind of thing. like but no one like it's it just really seems like the people that I work with, it seems like no one is taught that it was wrong. Hmm. that there's no there's no concrete right and wrong answer to like rape was wrong or hmm. or or my dad choosing suicide was wrong right and it is what it is right like i try and help my help the people that i help understand that it doesn't matter going back whether it was right or wrong what matters is that it happened and we need to understand from an empathetic point of view about ourselves what were our choices were they right or wrong right and that choice in the moment was wrong Mm -hmm. do you forgive yourself or do you learn right there's two options if it was the wrong choice you have to forgive yourself you were ignorant you were stupid that shit happens you were you were 5 years old how are you supposed to know mm. right and then if you if it was right then you learn from it right like if i made a good choice yep. of like let, you know let's say like i fought back against an abuser and it and it worked that was a good choice right like it's simple yep. like I learned I learned perspective about my own story yeah that, that was the right thing to do yeah and it's simple It's forgiveness and learning and forgiveness and learning and you go through every step of your story mm-hmm. and you find the path right like you this, this path goes everywhere yeah
1: people um, seem to be either unaware or afraid of the process that one needs to go through to heal percent would it be because 50, 50 it's, you think <laughs> like uh, there's there's a no. lot of people that are unaware of the process or how to get how to get to to it so they, they I, put think, it aside. I think
0: i and i think unawareness is actually masking fear i think it's so much more fear than than you know i don't think it's 50 50 i think people know exactly what they need to do because their body's literally screaming at yeah. them to talk more right? afraid like the stress and the the headaches and the 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 panic attacks and the anxiety yeah. and the yeah. depression is all screaming at them that's yeah. warning of signs of course to talk about it yeah and and that's like it is fear like yeah. they are so afraid to express themselves typically yeah. because they were taught that expression was wrong because i think we're in a generation of of people right like the gen xers and the millennials that i that i more or less deal with right now we are in a time frame of dealing with parenting from the 1980s and the 1990s of stop talking about it and it'll go away right and it's and it didn't work back then no. right and and It's it's this idea of you need to find a way to express yourself, and they look at that as their parents telling them you can't express yourself; it'll it'll cause problems, right? Yeah. Or they're afraid of other people judging them, which is often you know which is more often the case than not, you know, because people don't have the empathy to not judge, right? Like yeah. I think in this then, society,
1: though, is, it's hard to feel that you're not going to be judged because there's so much things that are judged as wrong yeah. and that are judged as like, you know, like I, in today's age, I, I find even myself, I have a hard time expressing my true opinion on a public forum like like Facebook, for instance, oh, without yeah. without being afraid of what can yeah you know what i mean like it's, right. it, it's express kidding.
0: my real thoughts on something
1: yeah because there's
0: always a counter yeah right there's always there's always another side and and what people lack is the ability to tactfully discuss things rather than argue you know and again it's lacking the like Lacking based. empathy, right? <laughs> Lacking
1: empathy. Yeah, it's empathy-based for sure. So I'm not letting you get away with it. Uh, you did not get to answering. You you got to a certain point of answering my question earlier, but the suicide sure. part, what was so different about the actual suicide part that uh, – and, and I hope I'm not digging into something that you don't want to oh, discuss. I'm, just trying I'm to... sure I'm not.
0: Trying to we just derive on
1: different conversations
0: and that's fine too oh yeah for sure now let me i'm i am gonna try and i want to fit it into the same kind of context of how we're talking about the others the others um so what made suicide so different, different from that was was the repetition of thought surrounding it right you be- basically became obsessed with yes that. right so like like we think about it, it, and this is this is thought patterns. Like this is thought patterns one and one, and and how you can create a good one, how you can create a bad one. Right. How I created a good one in drinking was repetitiously, and I don't even know if that's a word. I think it is though. Repetitiously um, putting into repeatedly. practice, repeatedly. Yeah, repeatedly Maybe. putting into into practice the idea that it was bad for me and it was bad for everyone around me, right? And it, yep. and I did not need it. I think that was one of the bigger ones is like, I did not need it to be happy. Um, but then on the other hand, suicide, because I was thinking about my father every single day of my life and thinking about how that suicide ruined my life, it became an option, right? Like it it became an idea. I gave weight and I gave power to an idea by thinking about like, my father left me. My father left me. Why don't I leave? Right. Like, why don't I follow him? Why don't I like, and this is like the progression of like being a kid of like, maybe I could just, maybe I I could just do it myself and go with him. Right. Like, like misunderstanding what, what the afterlife was and what death really was of like, maybe I could go with him. Right. Like, and, and later on it was like, well, my dad left why not just do it anyway like i got nothing to live for like were, were you having
1: tough times in your life too like mental health wise and like just oh yeah yeah like it came I, it so, came with yeah. that thought but it also came from the real life dealings of
0: well I, like Losing my dad built my well, mental health problems, right? Like, right. I, I gained PTSD from the from the day my dad left. Yeah, I, I never, never deal with it until later. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even recognize. Like, nobody knows what PTSD. Nobody knew what PTSD was in the nineties. Like, yeah. No, you know, and getting into the two thousands, PTSD became a thing because of Afghanistan, and Iraq. Yeah, right. It became a well known subject and a well understood subject. Right? There were people that studied it beforehand, but it became yeah. popular because yeah. of war. Yeah. Um, and, and at the time, throughout the, the 2000s, like people having PTSD outside of war was kind of judged. Yeah. Right? Like, again, it's still kind of judged. like yeah. there's like I've been waiting I've been wanting to do a TikTok on this and it's in my idea folder um, about mm-hmm. talking about like PTSD is not only from war, right? Everyone faces their own kind of war rape, right? sexual trauma, right? Child abuse, like domestic violence. Like, yep. there are so many different kinds of like warlike, traumatic situations.
1: events that create that. Yeah,
0: right. Like, car accidents, everything. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and people, people feel like they, like, I talk to people all the time about this. Like people feel like they can't have PTSD because they didn't go to war And it's like, why, why are you thinking that? Like you, you have something like that you could, and I, and I think this, this is an interesting thought. I think the diagnosis of disorders and mental health is terrible because i would agree what it it does to people is it's not explained in the right way is that this diagnosis is for you to do the research on what 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 happens within your body right it's not that like they don't they don't tell you like that like this is what kind of happens within the body when when you have something like this happen to you it's not that what happens is you have anxiety right right? here's the label you have anxiety and here's the medication that you can take you know like it's it's not it's not this it's not a path forward
1: there's no four options to you like here's your options or it's like
0: here's your meds here's this weight that we put on your shoulder and you have to carry it like i i have i have talked to people that were like diagnosed with general anxiety disorder at five years old. How can, like, for me, it's like, how can you possibly put that kind of weight on a five-year-old, mm. right? Like, yeah. why 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 would you do that? Like, yep. there are some things that you should not put on children. Yep. If, I'm telling you, if I was diagnosed with PTSD at six years old, I'd be dead already. I guarantee it because the weight of that I couldn't even handle the weight of what my father did let alone having the idea of there was something actually wrong with me i would have killed myself 100 hmm. percent. right like i know that Well, especially myself.
1: with the way that illnesses or mental health uh challenges are dealt with right because they're not dealt with like in right. the sense of they're not properly dealt with uh, like a six-year-old having ptsd uh in the eighties compared to a six-year-old having PTSD in these days, there's almost no difference. Yeah, Like yeah. there's almost no difference because we haven't, the only thing we're doing is pumping meds yeah. and seeing a counselor. But at the end of the day, like open the options up and get, get in, get in deep. Even right. the, seeing a counselor is really just to put a bandaid. Right. A few sessions.
0: And- and and the pro yeah I mean the problem is is that the counselor isn't isn't available right like it and like the whole mental health structure um, is more or less unavailable to people one because of stigma mm-hmm. right there's there's so so much stigma to people like I don't want to see a counselor I don't want to see a ki- psychiatrist or a psychologist I don't want to see those people because yeah. that might that might leave a trail of of bad things about me right and then true especially really many
1: especially like military and stuff like that
0: yeah oh that's yeah. important very important right and and mm. i guess what it what it really leads to is is this like i think of it as like the life coaching industry like there's a reason and a need for the life coaching industry it's because 100 percent the psychiatry And the psychology and all of that, that industry is not built up in a way that it can actually support the entire capacity of, of the, the people that it needs to support. Yeah.
1: You know what the best thing about a life coach is? They, they,
0: uh, what is it called? Oh my God. I can't think of it. (laughs) They like, they, they won't tell anyone
1: that. Yeah. But they, uh, can't prescribe meds <laughs> right that's another thing right like there's yeah. absolutely no way i'm ever going to medicate you i'm going to medicate so it's, you all <laughs> it's all about chatting it's all about chatting yeah and and you know what talking does to people yeah. and and we know you you know yeah. and i know and uh that simply most a lot of our problems in society and this is you know with three men's journey the show that i i think i talked to you about that the musical yeah. This is one of the messages, key messages we have in Three Men's Journey. Is there's no meds that can compare to talking. Yep. There's no meds that can can stand next to just fucking talking about your issues to somebody. Like yep. that is taking the weight right off your shoulders, and it's yep. clean. It's cleaning up the slate, and it's bouncing ideas, and it's resonating, and then whoop, it's staying there, and then in four hours later or 36 hours later, you're gonna rethink about that one fucking line that you said or that that person said, you know what I mean? It's that, whole, that whole reaction that talking creates. There's yeah. no medicine that compares to that.
0: The best prescription is perspective. Yeah. It, it is because when you're stuck in your little box and you talk to someone that has a better fitting box for you you learn to redefine the walls of what you're you're
1: facing and that's what what i love about doing this podcast i meet people like you (laughs) who, who who actually legit make an impact on my daily like it can be a simple video or it can be a simple text that you sent me you know two three weeks ago we had a short chat one week and something that you said and and again i'd have to go back but all those yep. things help you get through through the next day or get through yep. the next battle or you know get through this this moment that you're going through and and you get perspective yep. and that's why i love doing this show because not only for me man it's good for me it's good for you but it's also great for the listener you know and uh it's, it's what it's all about, man. It's what humanity should be all about is just sharing perspective and wisdom. And uh, I put so much value in life coaches and people that true people that are in it for the real reasons, right? Because it's an investment of time and, and you have to stay neutral on emotions as well. You obviously you're going to stay, you're going to get involved at times emotionally, but you got to always bring back to a neutral uh, state your your emotions yeah. and um, you know it takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot of understanding so it takes to me a special person to do that but i put more value in that than and again i hate saying pill pushers but than any pill pushing doctor out there yeah. you know it's yeah. the best remedy
0: yeah i mean there's there's some there's always the extreme cases. Um, and I, like, this is kind of going, this is kind of playing devil's advocate to, to, to what we just talked about of like going into psychology and psychiatry. Mm. The, there are like, if you read the research, there are legitimate people that struggle with, um, you know, that, that SSRIs and, and the other, like, I can't remember some of the other, the, the other pills, like, like, Serotonin levels mm-hmm. cannot be matched by their physical body like that. Mm. There, like it, it is it an actual requirement where yeah. pills actually work. And there are incredible doctors out there yes. that know how to diagnose that. Mm. And they're like I think in the 90s and the 80s, like psychiatry and psychology got a really bad rap because they all they did was push pills. Well, I they think they like,
1: just were overproduced. I think and, yeah and psychiatrists they, and psychologists were overproduced.
0: Yeah like too many of them became doctors (laughs) right and big pharma started advertising their pills on tv and now we still see those commercials to this day right where where we see like oh let's you know i think zantac would be a good a good option for me right like Mm -hmm. and and ritalin would be a good option for my kid right like yeah like adhd and and that same company problem
1: (laughs) yeah and that same company that's doing the commercial on tv have already knocked at the doctor's door to let them know hey if your if your clients not your patients but if your clients (laughs) yeah but if your patients come and see you and they need something for depression well you know we we got this and we got you you know we got your it's
0: this one works and you get you get this much money you know
1: yeah it's it's a little bit of a it's the side of humanity that's hard to believe that it's ever going to come back to to a balance because greed greed is crazy
0: it is it is balanced right like that's why life coaches became a thing right like and and i think in it's funny like jurassic park Like one of the most impressive quotes from that movie is life will find a way because it does, right? Like when bad things happened, like big pharma taking on, you know, and trying to output this, this product, right. It it was a good idea. Then it became a bad idea because everybody overused it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden life coaches became a huge option in the nineties, the two thousands social media built them up. Right. And right now we're, I think, I think we're actually seeing a little bit like we're on the outside edge of the climax of life coaches. I think like I entered the the game at a very interesting time. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: I think life coaches are actually kind of negative Mm -hmm. in some lights where they're like, you have a life coach. That's weird kind of thing. Um, Whereas maybe a couple of years ago, back after the recession, people were like, there was a lot more struggling, I think. And maybe even after COVID, this will still be a...
1: Yeah, like, I think mental health is going to be a huge deal for the next
0: 10 to 15 years. Yeah. So, I but I think I think where life coaches kind of get a bad rap is that everyone wants to be a life coach because they've been through something, Yeah. right? When in reality, like, it's not about being through something. Not about it's not about what you've been through, yeah it's about your ability to connect and use empathy and and help people, right? Like, so it's, it's an interesting industry. Um, and I think I've kind of moved away from whatever question it was that we wanted to answer, but I, (laughs) yeah.
1: Well, um, no, I I think, I think it's so funny how we derive, but you know, that's what it is. Good conversations. By the way, uh, dude, before I forget, and before we say goodbye thank you so much for that shout out on tiktok the other day that was oh uh, yeah man that was that was really awesome like yeah yeah i appreciated that like the sincerity of it yeah and the genuinity of it
0: that's that's what i appreciate you know i i do i do that because i need to be reminded that i didn't get here by myself right like everyone around me is a part of my growth yeah Right. like I feel you feel the same way yeah. you gave me an opportunity to speak to more people and and that like that speaks to my heart and i love that and i appreciate that and 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 very simply not only did you give me a platform but you gave me a person that that mirrors who i am and i love that in you like you're an incredible man and you're going places we are going places yeah and like I, I remind myself daily that I did not get here on my own. That was um,
1: really appreciated and very, uh, yeah, really, just really cool, man. It was really cool. It was, it's, it's something that you do, you know, like it's, it's one thing like, Oh, I'm being shouted out on, on TikTok. that's awesome. But just coming from you, it was really, really cool. Cause I felt the connection the first time we chatted and, uh, I never doubted it from, from that moment not even for the week or so or two that we weren't talking. Like, yeah. uh, first of all, we're both kind of introverts
0: yeah.
1: and uh, we kind of manage our energy to make sure that uh, right. that it kind of stays within that balance. And uh, yeah. you've been super busy. So I knew, and I wasn't gonna, you know, I wasn't gonna even come close to wanting to butt into, but it was great when we had a chance to talk, but then we, we went about 10 days without maybe chatting or whatever. And then all of a sudden you did yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, man, that's solid. I really appreciate it.
0: Anyways, thank you so much. Of course, man. So it's, it's, it's been a pleasure to, to, to do this, right? Like uh, just awesome conversation. It's
1: really good conversation. And hopefully eventually we'll be able to do it in person together at one point or another in the next oh, few years.
0: Well, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm really sure. Because I I love the way you think, and I think we're we're a lot on the same lines. And I know that uh, once again, my listeners are going to appreciate uh, everything our conversation tonight. tonight. yeah, it is tonight. It's 11:21 here.
0: Yeah, it's it's getting late. Yeah. And we started this when it was light. Now it's dark outside. I remember, so. <laughs> yeah, I could
1: see the light from the corner there. Yeah. yeah. No, but thanks for taking time. And uh I, I that's like two hours. We've been talking for an hour and fifty-two minutes.
0: every yeah, we oh my God.
1: Who we have and um
0: I hope it didn't take up any of your, you know Oh man. I, this is this is when I talk to you this is a priority. <laughs> like I, I I will always and I'll show you my phone, like this is I always have this on my phone. It never goes away. Like, I, at this point in my life, when you have 31,000 people on TikTok, notifications are a constant. And yeah. I, I always felt like I was kind of OCD in some ways, right? And like yeah. that bothered me. But like at this point, I'm like, I am certainly over my OCD because I have no notifications every single second of the day. It's crazy. I can swipe them away and it just comes back.
1: How does your uh, wife? what's what's your wife thinking of all this all this uh newfound fame <laughs>
0: initially you know initially it was it was kind of hard on her um because obviously like it in some ways it takes time away from her yeah of course um and and i had to i actually had to learn a little bit about that because i've never been through it before um and realize like priorities are abundantly important
1: yes right like
0: my wife has to come first because my relationship is what keeps me going yeah right like she's my rock she's everything to me and if if i don't if i don't set the time aside and be like listen TikTok followers you're gonna have to wait 30 minutes because i gotta call my wife because i love her right like and you know and i and i do my my level best to to just be respectful in in every way that I can to to the people that I help, like my my health, my mental health, and my relationship come first. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, and I and I have to I have to give, you know, sometimes I have to d- give a disclaimer and be like, hey, you know, I'm I'm at this time I'm getting off because I got to call my wife and she because she's important to me, um, and it's and it's it was initially a little bit difficult just because it was like, you know, who's talking to you? Like I'm everyone. Right. And, and it's, and you know, it's always worrisome in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's like, I know where I'm going. And I think she really respects the, the passionate drive to where I'm going because I talk to her every day about it. I'm like, I'm like, babe, I just hit 30,000. I'm getting, I, I have like, this many clients, you know, I have this many meetings, and this is actually happening. Like, you know, I'm in this in this moment right now, I'm also building a business while I'm building this. Like, there's there's a reason I'm building a TikToks because I'm building a business and I'm pushing out my my brand and my personality exactly. to help people. Um, I do it for free on TikTok every single day. Yep, but I also have to support a family. And I need people's help with that. Like, if you need help, I have a service for you. Mm-hmm. And and I think people are are respectful of that. And like, my wife is always. I think she is always going to be extremely supportive of of what I do because, you know, she's suffered herself from mental health issues. Yeah. And she sees the impact of of what I do when I when I share messages of like, "You saved my life today," and And I get that every day and I show people that like I save. It's unreal. I I mean, to me, it's just like, it's completely humbling because sometimes I don't know how, right? Like I don't know how I saved your life.
1: Well, your messages are deep and it sometimes only takes one short sentence.
0: Right. And it's just so, it's so incredible that I am literally just talking about who I am and what I've what I've faced in what my life. What you believe yet. in, and yeah, you know. right. And and people are just, I mean, man, like it's just powerful when when I when I think back and I look back and like, it's the messages of you saved my life today are countless at this point. Like I can't fathom how many I've gotten, right? And only only a year ago was I counting like I saved three of my friends, right? And then, you know, about a year ago, it became four of my friends and now it's countless. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, in a matter of four months, I have taken something like, something that I was extremely proud of for saving my very good friends' lives yeah, from them course. ending it, to a point where I am saving strangers. hundreds, yeah. right? Hundreds of strangers' lives and and potentially thousands. like. I don't know who I'm really impacting because not everyone speaks. No, right? Not everyone sits there and responds to yeah. the video with a comment or DMs me. Some people sit back and silently process. Pray, yeah. Process, you know. It's so it's it's just an incredible situation for me to be in, and it feels. I mean, I feel like I am just being. I've just been groomed. I, we we had this conversation before. Like, I am being. I've been groomed for doing this yeah. my entire life, and I've I've only just now found my ability to speak to people in the right way. And I'm so grateful. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so comfortable with who I am right now. Like, I mean, nothing has has been more right for for this. Than, than this moment right here and it's very it's rewarding man it's awesome yeah, it is
1: well you're doing a great job at it and uh, that's again that's very uh, very sincere when I say that um, the messages are deep they're 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 good they're they're engaging but they're also that's the coolest thing is you can see that they're they're true you know And they're real. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people are gravitating to that. And I want to encourage people that are listening, uh, as I did the last time. Uh, I've got more listeners now. So (laughs) that's a good thing. Uh, I want to encourage you guys to check out uh, Dylan Sessler's TikTok. It's uh, under Invictus Dev group. Group.
0: Invictus D-E-V-G-R-P. G-R-P. Yeah.
1: D-E-V-G-R-P. Grp. Go check him out on TikTok. He's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He also has. You um, also have a um, private group on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Where it's uh, it's basically a supportive group focused around yeah. empathy, right? Like if you've if you've been through stuff or if you're an empath and you can help people, like people literally they'll list some of their darkest, right? Mm-hmm. Like the hardest stories that you can ever hear. And, and people talk with them, they, they support them. They give them advice. They, they, they remind them how incredible they are And at this community. Hashtag defy the darkness. It's yes. all one word. Defy the darkness. It's, all a, it's a hashtag, literally hashtag defy the darkness. Um, it is such a powerful group sometimes. And you read these stories and you are like, wow you know like you are just enamored with one the ability for this person to express themselves in the way that they did and two the level of support this community gives oh my gosh man like it is just yeah it's pretty cool incredible (laughs) i
1: I, i've i've followed a few uh well i follow every day there just a little bit and i actually invited one of my girlfriends uh, yeah. one of my friends to, uh, to your group there. So I don't know if she joined or not. I'll have to ask her, but she's a person yeah. that, that I felt fit. You know, I want to yep. only kind of, well, I don't only want the people that I feel fit, but I don't want to send an invite to somebody that,
0: right. you don't that, know
1: I, that I don't know, it. or uh-huh. that I don't know if, if it connects with them or if, you know, obviously it's not my group either. So, but I I've really felt this person. Felt I felt like she fit right in there, and that she'd enjoy this type of group. So she's had some, you know, some trauma as well in her life, but she she's doing well. And uh, so yeah, she actually opens up for Three Men's Journey. So every time we do a show, she does the first twenty minutes. Awesome. She's a singer, she's guitarist yeah. and singer, and she's really good. So yeah. So I sent her the the invite, but yeah, Dylan Sessler. I uh, also added all of his information in today's show. So you guys go scroll down in the uh, description and you can find all of Dylan's contact information um, and uh, email address as well. So that way, if ever you want to get in touch with him, you will have all of the options. He is, um, Dylan, you're a, you're a kick-ass guy, man. just simply put I could go into a philosophical explanation about what I think about you, but I'm just going to keep it to uh, you're a kick-ass guy, like legit kick-ass guy, And what I like about uh, this show is that we I really try to put focus on real people and real stories, and it doesn't come more, you know, more real than you. I really appreciate it. Well, you've created
0: a beautiful platform, and I could, I could, I'd love to say likewise to you because you're a kick-ass guy too, Marty. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate it big time. And uh, we're in it together. We're in it for the long haul, and I think we're gonna do some good things together. We'll have to hook up again in, a, in another month or two, yeah, and see absolutely. where you're at by then, and uh, have another great chat like we did tonight. Two hours and three minutes. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It'll be, I'll probably learn a a ton of more stuff in in another month
1: or two. Isn't it fun? It's the beauty of it. It's crazy. Uh, And for anybody that's listening, as I always say, if you have a little bit of love to give, please spread it out to the world. Send it out with intention. Intentions of it landing on the right person tonight, today, wherever you are. Send it a bit of love because we know you know and i know that somebody out there needs it needs the support needs the energy so take care of yourself and we'll see you next time thanks again dylan yeah take care guys